1: You're listening to the Pure Desire Podcast, your safe place to find hope, healing, and freedom from sexual addiction, betrayal, and relationship issues. Welcome to 2021, people. I am your host, Trevor Windsor, and you're listening to episode 183 of the Pure Desire Podcast. Here joining me, as always, is my co-host, Nick Stumbo. Are you not entertained? Um, Do you... Do you suggest that people Christians specifically watch that movie? Do you know what movie it's from? I think it's Gladiator
0: Yes,
2: Gladiator. very mm-hmm. good. um I mean it's been like fifteen years since I've seen it. yeah, it's pretty you know gory, yeah, um but kind of a compelling story totally, you know, on the the guy's life and what he's what's motivating him and yeah' because I, I'm, I'm trying to remember why I wouldn't recommend it. It's well, been too long for let me, me <laughs> I mean, it's
1: been a while since I've seen it too, which I mean, forgive me you know, movie gods or whatever. I don't know. But I think um, like you hear so many people who say Braveheart is like this amazing movie and it is, it's an incredible movie. It also has sexual content in it. So yeah. people are just like, oh, you know, like even pastors you've used, you know, Braveheart in sermon illustrations. And I'm like thinking, what if someone like goes and then watches it later and goes, okay, I don't know what these people are preaching. But yeah. I just think about that sometimes. That's always it's an, the catch, right? Just because totally. you've
2: Referenced one part doesn't
1: mean you're wholeheartedly embracing right. the whole, right? <laughs> the whole film and everything it represents. And <laughs> just because I think Die Hard is the greatest Christmas movie ever made, I would not go watch it again, and suggest anybody watch it. So there you go. Even though that, I just I will say this: there is uh, a Netflix special out that uh, is on the movies that made us in America, and Die Hard is one of them, wow. and it goes behind the scenes. Uh, really, really interesting. So that's all. I'll just leave it there. Uh, we have- So would you recommend that people watch I would recommend that. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, loosely. Yes. (laughs) Uh, okay. So- A couple quick things before we get in, subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't, don't wait any longer. We're still on all the major platforms. You can find us there and give us a review. Helps other people find the podcast. Also, you can follow us on social media. Keep up with what we're doing. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Pure Desire PDMI. And if you'd like to consume video content, we do have clips of these episodes and other videos up on YouTube to search Pure Desire Ministries. And then uh, Nick, we're really excited to announce a new virtual event coming to you. Whoever you are, listener, March 5th and 6th, it's the Virtual Pure Desire Groups Conference. Why don't you tell the people about it?
2: Yes, this is content we're super excited about. You know, we got to share it uh, in the fall of 2020 in Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. And this Groups Conference, our vision, and and we still hope this happens one day, but that these would be regional in-person events people could come to. Yeah. But the way the world is, it's like we, we didn't want to wait for people to have access to that content when we could actually do them live. So we said, hey, for 2021, let's do this virtually. And the, the heart behind it is to say, if you are in a group, this conference was designed for you. Yep. We believe that it will maximize your group experience. It will help you understand at a deeper level What's going on in your own heart, mind, and brain, whether you are the struggler or the one being impacted by someone else's struggle, and if you're a group leader, I think it's just going to give you more tools and ideas and a greater sense of what does it look like to lead my group well and so there's uh, what I love about it, there's a lot of variety of content yep. from kind of the, the vision philosophical side to the very nitty gritty nuts mm-hmm. and bolts of like, mm-hmm. how do we handle this in group? And, and so, again, whether you're in the group or the group leader, we designed this for you. And so if you're listening and you're in a group, I hope you'll go to the webpage, yes. you'll check it out, and you'll consider attending because you you can watch it live with us, right? Yep or you'll also have content to those sessions for a number of weeks where you could watch them one one at a time if you need to so whatever method people use to consume the content i just think it's going to be a huge shot in the arm Mm -hmm. for their
1: group experience and the the transformation that they're looking for yep so you can go to puredesire.org slash groups dash conference for more information and you can register for this virtual event Tickets are currently $59 and it's $19 for any additional viewer who wants to watch on the same screen. So they would need to have that manual is what that is. It's a digital manual. So $19 for that. And we are excited to see you on March 5th. All right. So we're in 2021. Hallelujah. <laughs> Which I mean, like, and I'm, I'm probably one of the like bah humbug people a little bit because I don't think that 2021 is going to be all that better than 2020. Yeah, it's 2020. not like we just flip like, a calendar page and
2: somehow <laughs> the world magically becomes a better place right, because the numbers are different. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not. I wish uh, it would worked that way.
1: That would be amazing. Um, but one of the things that, especially after going through this episode, we sat down with Tyler and Sherry Chinson and we talked about our resource connected, which is a a marriage resource. And it, it for me, I want you to kind of describe the episode, but it, for me, it just, it underlines the importance of focusing on our marriage as we step into this new year, this new season for so many people.
2: Yeah. And that's really what this episode is about. We talk a lot about the resource connected, but I think underneath it is a desire to see marriages grow and be strengthened. And uh, back to the intro, you know, are you not entertained? Most of us enter into marriage just believing it's going to be fun and entertaining, and we're going to enjoy it. And as the years go by, we find it's not always fun or entertaining. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we feel like, well, that's what it's supposed to be. So we work really hard to try to get that back. Right. Like we need to take trips or you know add some spice to our life, and and those things can be helpful. But if we're not doing and we bring this up a lot in the episode, the hard work of really yeah. exploring what's going on in our relationship, what drives me, what drives you, how do we need to work on our individual mm-hmm. stuff and then come to get like, if, yeah. if if we're just focusing on having fun and being entertained, our marriage probably isn't going to ever grow or get to the place that God designed it to be. But right. if we're willing to lean in and look under the hood at some of those yep. challenging areas, uh, the growth and transformation that can happen is really exciting and, and encouraging. So I, I hope that whether someone is in the midst of a great marriage or a difficult one, that they're encouraged today. And, and yeah. if someone is single and listening, um, statistically, you'll probably be married at some point. Yeah. And so hopefully this will give you insights into um, doing the hard work in relationships. And so even if you're single, maybe there'll be some insights into relationships yeah. that would be useful for you as you process life and people yep. around you.
1: And as, uh, as you may not know, Tyler is one of the contributing writers to this resource. Uh, Tyler and Sherry, who are clinicians, also lead couples through this resource. So they've got tons of expertise and uh, knowledge of this resource. So it's going to be uh, a very helpful episode for sure. So enjoy. Tyler, Sherry, thanks for being here with us. Appreciate it.
3: Always good to be here, Trevor.
4: Yeah. Nice to be anywhere right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, good to have you guys in the room. Yeah. Yes.
1: And honestly, it just I think of all the people who might be listening to this like a year later. Just to be oh, clear, yeah, we're yeah, still yeah. in 2020 when we yes. recorded this one. And so when you hear that, you can just you know be like, oh, yeah, right. Um, also, we live in Oregon, which means we are very shut down compared to some states. Um, but again, this is not a political podcast. so We're going to move on. <laughs> Uh, today we're going to talk through um, one of, really, in my opinion, one of the most underutilized resources that I think that we have at Pure Desire, um, and it's and it's our marriage resource that's titled "Connected: Building a Bridge to Intimacy." Which I was not here during the time of the creation of this project or the title, but I love both. I think it's awesome. Uh, so this resource has a number of contributors. Tyler, you're one of them, right. um, and so we wanted to talk through this resource, talk about how it helps, and why married couples really do need something like this Mm -hmm. in their lives. So um, you guys have gone through it. I know you also take couples through Mm -hmm. it and have that part of your process in the clinical part. Um, So just tell us a little bit about Connected and why we decided to to write something like this. Mm -hmm.
3: We decided to write Connected three years ago, a small group of clinicians led by Dr. Ted. We recognized the need for a couples resource. Mm -hmm. Uh, At that time, we didn't have one. That we would integrate into our 12-month clinical counseling yeah, program. So yeah, we,
4: we were picking and choosing from other resources, other people's resources. And that was fine, but it was it was a little clunky. I mean, we have a real unique um, yeah. focus at peer design. Because we
1: had sexy Christians. Yeah,
4: yeah.
3: Which so for our listeners, differentiate the two a little bit. Mm. Connected is designed to identify some of the behavioral patterns yeah. that had been established in a person's uh, upbringing, yeah. typically, that they bring into their marriage. Mm-hmm. And Connected helps us identify those patterns, mm-hmm. behavioral patterns, uh, cadence of relationship, mm-hmm. where Sexy mm-hmm. Christians is designed to uh, to deepen the relationship. Yeah. yeah, And it's less of a workbook, mm-hmm. connect, or Sexy Christians, Where Connected is a process book. There it's
1: uh I've we've spent some time in it. There's a lot to Connected.
2: (laughs) Yeah. No question about it. Yeah, I've been through both resources, you know, and I feel like sexy Christians, great content. Um, good read. You know, Ted and Diane tell a lot of great stories. And it I think the sort of thing that introduces a lot of these processes could get you down the road, but connected is very intentional. To take you deeper, to take you further into yeah. the, the very concepts that are, most of them are introduced in Sexy Christians.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: In Connected, you actually do the work yes. and really dive into those things. So it's almost like yes. introduction and then the, the class itself. Yeah. That's
4: true. Well, yeah. Connected has a lot of that clinical side yeah. put into it, whereas I'm not sure Sexy Christians really has that piece. Um, it has the biblical piece, definitely. Yeah. But Connected, you know, we're, we're combining both of those pieces again. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I appreciated as I had the chance to review Connected as we were getting ready to publish it and the the concept that all of these tools were being used in the clinical office with clients yeah. um, and in counseling situations. But I think a recognition from the team that it, it didn't need to just stay in that environment, that a workbook that could both yeah. supplement our counseling process, yeah. but also mm-hmm. be used by couples in groups and in different scenarios. So Uh, Let's talk a little bit about that because when we look at marriage resources, that's a huge category and field of study, whether we're talking secular or Christian. um, There's, you know, you go to Barnes and Noble in the marriage section, and relationship is enormous. So, what would make this resource stand out or be different from a lot of other marriage resources?
3: Mm -hmm. I would say connected is that process workbook, it's not a passive read. You're actually in the work, rolling up your sleeves, doing the work.
2: So if you're looking for something to just read on vacation, it's probably not connected. Find
1: something else. (laughs) Yes. And what
3: we've discovered is there's tremendous power in putting pen to paper. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. when we have ideas, they can float around, but we capture them when we're working through this process, Mm -hmm. resource. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, Connected helps a reader identify those relational patterns that were often established Mm -hmm. early on again in life and that we bring
4: into the marriage
3: indeed and then how those patterns impact the marriage Mm -hmm. provides a guidance for the reader to to work through and then move beyond perhaps some unhealthy patterns Mm
4: -hmm. Mm -hmm. in their marriage yeah and this goes deep i mean connected really goes deep
1: (laughs) Right. It's like handing you a shovel. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you're going to do some digging here. Yeah, and that, that's one thing, me and my wife, I'll I'll be full disclosure. Yeah. We did the first chapter, argued and thought it was really mm-hmm. good. And then we decided not to do it because we weren't ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what I have seen, even from that first chapter and even through flipping through it, it's something that I enjoy too, that both spouses are supposed to have a book yes. and you're supposed to do the work separately yes. and then come together. Yes. And so there is that it's because I think oftentimes when you get into a marriage resource and if you're reading the book at the same time or doing the work at the same time, it's easy to focus on the other spouse. Yeah. But really when you get into this resource, it's actually focused on yourself and then coming together and processing together where I come from, where you come from, really what are our so. tendencies like you've already been talking about. And I like that, you know, it it, it almost is a requirement to put more work both individually
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: that third step then of coming together and yeah. doing the work together. And I, I mean, obviously I'm a fan. <laughs>
3: Trevor Sherry and I had a similar
1: experience in chapter one.
4: Yeah. I didn't like chapter one. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I mean,
1: getting punched in the mouth clinically and biblically and truthfully is just not always yeah. exciting. Yeah. I mean, I'll just it's not
4: it's not a whole honest. lot of fun.
1: Wow, I'm a terrible husband. <laughs> like, That's awesome. Right. But again, I what's so cool about the fact that we have a resource like this is that without that recognition that there are tendencies and things that are um maybe neglected or things that we're not actually very good at or don't mm-hmm. put a lot of intentionality into personally into our marriage, mm-hmm. you're not actually going to grow without doing that. It's true. Um, so, I mean, we've already kind of talked around this, I guess, but yeah. why would you say people, like someone comes to you and says, okay, I'm looking for a marriage resource. Here's where I'm at. Yeah. Why would you tell them connected is the thing to do?
4: Yeah. Yeah. I I kind of like to say marriage is a verb, you know, it's not a noun. And if we're not working at making the marriage better and better, eh, we're missing the point. Hmm. You know, we're missing it. Yeah. So, and, and I think we have kind of covered that whole idea of this resource really does talk about some, some issues, some potential triggers maybe that, that a lot of marriage resources don't. Um, and it's done in a really a safe, a structured way. Um, where you can come together and you can talk about it. You can process the stuff separately, yeah. but then come together and talk about it. So you, you have that that double whammy.
1: Let me ask you this. You, you talk about some things that are deeper, maybe unique. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of those things mm-hmm. in Connected?
4: Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of family of... Origin stuff, you know, um, the fun stuff. The fun stuff <laughs> yeah. that, you know, one yeah. of one of my favorite things in in one of our chapters is talking about how um, how did you see your parents settle conflicts? You know, how how did your your parental units deal with those yeah. kinds of issues, and what are the patterns that you have now? taken into your relationship Mm -hmm. it's just you know it's exploring things from a kind of a different angle um taking it from from a a roundabout way but then really being able to punch what what you have learned Hmm. um and and talk about it
3: yeah what we've discovered is uh that awareness is a key component for change yeah without the awareness piece an individual or a couple is going to struggle with change Mm -hmm. and moving in change and um connected helps us understand those how those behaviors patterns were established yeah. mm-hmm. and yeah. then how to process through and equip the user with unique ways to change the dynamic of the yeah. relationship yeah, yeah, more yeah. healthy yeah. Hmm.
2: yeah, I think a lot of people talk about marriage and they would say marriage is hard work, marriage mm-hmm. takes hard work but my guess is most people have never stopped to think about what do we mean by that? Like mm, what yeah. hard work? Like, does that mean I've got to clean the house a lot and do the hard work of dishes? Yeah. Or does that mean when when they've offended me or hurt me, I just need to do the hard work of forgiving and moving mm-hmm. on and and getting to a better place emotionally? And some of those things may be true, but... I feel like connected answers that question of the hard work really is getting to know what's driving me, yeah. being aware of my family of yeah. origin issues, yeah. having that awareness of what triggers anger and why it's not even about the present moment. But it's yeah. this whole history of things that maybe have been unaddressed in my life. Yeah. And that is work to delve that into is. those things. But it's the kind of good work that I think makes for good marriages. And mm-hmm. far too many people, it seems, in marriage, we do just get caught up in the same patterns. We have the same fights. Yeah. We tend to resolve them the same ways, often with some degree of unhealth. That It, yeah. it doesn't really get mm-hmm. transformed much. It just gets moved past. And then we're back there again in a few months. And mm-hmm. so that's one of the things I appreciated in walking through it. And my wife and I have done a couple of chapters and are in that process too. But of of looking into... Um. Well, and I, it says this in the workbook how what you argue about in your marriage, you know, you'll, most of it you'll argue about forever. And I think there's some John. Gottman's <laughs> Just an encouraging statement, right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yet, married people, we know it's true. Yes. It's yeah. like we have this. Yeah. It's over the same stuff. Right. Yeah. And so, rather than trying to teach, you know, one more method to resolve it, it actually I think gives you a lot of skill to see why we have those mm-hmm. same arguments and how to navigate them a lot better. Yeah, because if my wife and I are going to have some financial tension from now until we die, like, well, I want to get better at that. Yeah, and realizing we may not ever totally solve it because of personality traits and family of origin differences, and you know, one's a saver, one's a spender, and that's never really going to change. So, how do we navigate those conversations better that affirms one another and? That's what I like is feeling the sense of this hard work can actually produce something, Mm -hmm. and it's not just kind of a grin
1: and bear it and get through a tough part in our relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One of the things me and uh, my growth group, my community group at uh, our church has been talking about, um, and this was something I felt like the Lord made really, really clear especially now when we're recording this in the middle of a pandemic and, um, man, the political stuff that's been going Mm. on, the social justice stuff that's been going on or injustice that's been going on, there's just a lot going on in the world. And what I've realized that there are things that are just going to happen and there are things that if you don't do something, nothing's going to happen. And like one of the things that came to mind for me as I was processing through that is that parenting is going to happen whether I want it to or not. Uh, My kid's going to need me. I'm going to need to go get him into his car seat, take him out of his car seat, make sure he has food, make sure he's down to sleep. Like uh, if I neglect that, then, you know, my son's probably going to die. Right. Like there are just some things that are not going to take place. But I don't often think that way about my marriage. My marriage is not just going to happen. Like it's not something that without intentionality, without practice, without um, habits or rhythms my marriage is actually going to die. But I don't Mm -hmm. think of it that way Mm -hmm. because it doesn't just happen. And so that's what I like about even as you know, this being the first episode in 2021, we really want to push this as something we want people to focus on and be intentional, especially with where the world is at, is that unless you actually lean in and make time for and practice and make a priority your marriage, it's not going to happen. You may Mm -hmm. be playing house, And sleeping next to each other and maybe occasionally have sex, that's okay. Mm -hmm. But like that's actually not what marriage was created to be. And so I feel like I'm inspiring myself right now (laughs) just to like get back
3: in it connected. (laughs) But okay, I'm done. I'll step back. Okay. Well, what a great environment to step into at home in a healthy marriage. Oh
4: yeah.
3: I mean with as yeah. you mentioned, Trevor, with the world seeming just yeah. spinning yeah. and uh, feeling unsafe at times,
4: mm-hmm.
3: it's so important to have a healthy marriage because mm-hmm. that can be a safe harbor for people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: Yep.
2: So, we've talked a lot about the resource being, you know, some challenges, the hard work that it takes. Yes. Um, are there any prerequisites you guys would recommend that before yeah. a couple just dive in on this, like what? what might you say about the condition of their relationship or other things yeah. they've entered into is, is this something they could just kind of step into cold Turkey or are there some other steps you've encouraged couples take prior to beginning the workbook together?
3: Pure desire often invites the couple to receive help from us who are in crisis and mm-hmm. highly reactive mm-hmm. and uh, very deeply wounded. And so our recommendation is not to jump into difficult marital work related to connected and processing mm. the family of origin yep. woundedness. Yep. We we have to. We would recommend the couple uh, do some work yeah. mm-hmm. and get some traction in recovery mm-hmm. restorative work prior to taking on this resource. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if a couple is reactive reactive toward one another, Mm -hmm. they're going to have a hard time in this. So there has to be some sense of stability in the relationship. Because it's hard enough to go through this. You don't make it worse getting into it. So what I hear
2: you saying is if the relationship is a bit on fire, this Mm. is more like throwing gasoline onto it. Mm. You don't want to throw this at a problem. Very much so. But (laughs) for couples that are starting to get some stability and maintain some traction in their relationship, that this could become Mm -hmm. an important tool in their Mm -hmm. building process. Absolutely.
4: Definitely. Well, when we use um, connected in our in our counseling, our clinical counseling, it's usually. Mm. Seven months into the mm-hmm. work because you know we need yeah. to really really stabilize yeah. um, the people individually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it, it, you need you need to have some sort of gr- right. grounding first. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I think it'll be different too based on your context. That if Definitely. you like, for me, walking into marriage, we weren't in crisis. Right. Um, but that doesn't mean that there isn't maybe seven pillars or unraveled B and B or Hope mm-hmm. for men. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's what you're talking about by doing that groundwork, if mm-hmm. you will. Um, but then the couples who, because those ones are, you know, meant to go about 10 months. Right. Where for you, you know, month seven in a clinical program, yeah. you've got counselors who are working with you every month, yeah. you know, trained professionals mm-hmm. who are helping you walk through this and supporting both spouses at the same time. And so I, the time, I don't want people to hear that and think like, okay, seven months and then we you're can right. connect mm, right. it. Like, no. I would say get that first layer or that first group in. Yeah. And then if you're in counseling, obviously, I would ask your, You know, clinicians, Mm -hmm. is this something Mm -hmm. you suggest we do or Mm -hmm. just kind of trust their judgment Mm on it?
4: Well, yeah. And if if you are already in a stable marriage, I mean, if you're already in a good place in your marriage, Mm -hmm. you just want to go some deeper, do some deeper work, this is a great resource to pick up.
2: Yeah, I know when we've spoken about it at conferences and events that I've done, and this question comes up, that's the answer for couples that have leaned into their healing,
0: mm-hmm. whether
2: it's the, the man who struggled or the wife, and they've mm-hmm. gone through some group, whether seven pillars yep. are unraveled, yep. um, and the other spouse has maybe done some work in betrayal and beyond, and they're starting to find some personal health and stability, the behaviors that, that yes. they were addressing have changed. I think that's maybe another thing to consider. If you're still in a pattern of relapse, it's going to be really hard to go through Connected yeah. while also trying to navigate relapses and recovery action plans yeah, yeah, and yeah, consequences yeah. and all that. So, <laughs> right. But but for a lot of people that have gone through group, they would come asking that question like, boy, we're, we're in such a better place as a couple. I've done Seven Pillars. She's done Betrayal and Beyond. What's next? And Connected was kind of our answer to say, yeah. well, this is what's next right. because you've done such good work separately Now here's a resource to help you do good work together. Because most people that have done Pure Desire, the majority won't do counseling. Uh, Mm -hmm. A good percentage Mm -hmm. do, and those that need it are helped. Mm -hmm. But for many people, the group environment is their primary touch point, which is good, but it also means they've done most of their work by themselves. I go to my group, you go to your group. (laughs) So Connected is that place to kind of take what we've been learning individually and bring it together. And so for any listeners that that's where you're at that – you've done a pure desire group or you're into round two and you're feeling like man we've we've grown we've changed things are going well but you haven't had the opportunity yeah. to really do some work together yeah connected will I think build on that because the very things you've learned about yourself in group yes you'll now have the opportunity to bring into those right. conversations with your spouse and uh, and that can be a really exciting environment so mm-hmm. um, if that's where you're at mm-hmm. listener, we wrote connected with you in mind
1: yes. for that very, very reason. True. Yes, very so stop true. making excuses. Stop leading seven pillars and betrayal and beyond <laughs> for the 18th yeah, time. Yes. Do to connected together, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. can keep leading. We're okay with yeah, we yeah. <laughs> totally, Yeah, totally. But right. maybe yes. do Please this do. at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah, yeah. use the yeah. conjunction and.
4: Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Okay, so let's talk about how connected builds on mm-hmm. the experience in group. So, how do you guys see that for both spouses who've been in group? How does connected build on the work that they've done in those groups? Yeah,
4: well, well, as, as Nick was saying, was Hey, you know, it's one thing to do uh, the work individually, but it's a whole different yeah. level when you when yeah. you bring it together and you work together on this. Um, it, when you, and when you're applying that to your marriage, um, it's it, we do have some new information in there, but but it really does kind of expand on that group curriculum. It, it allows the couple to kind of take what they've learned individually and now apply it in a whole yeah. new way. Yeah. Um, marriage handles. Their marriage. Yeah. 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 Um, it goes deep into, you know, exploring that family of origin impact um, that mm-hmm. you've already talked about in as an individual, but now you're going to talk about how do I bring that into the marriage and and how has that affected Hmm. uh, my reactivity within that marriage. I think also one thing about Connected is um, the clinicians, as they were writing the chapters, were able to kind of put their own little personality into their chapters and their own little spin on things. Um, and in in one particular chapter that I know. She's um, eyeballing
1: Tyler. Yeah, and she I says can this. feel <laughs> it. Yes. Yeah, Bearing into yeah, the side yeah, of yeah, her yeah, skull.
4: Yeah, right. yeah, Tyler was able to kind of put together a whole different way of structuring. Yes, Chapter 5 in Connected
3: um, helps an individual walk through their story and how their story has impacted them and impacted others. And at the end of chapter five, you have an opportunity to pull all those pieces together into a narrative. Mm -hmm. And it's really quite a unique approach that, uh, I don't know, uh, the Lord placed it on my heart to to write that. (laughs) That's right. right, right. And so there's really a a clean narrative on how my past Mm -hmm. has impacted me, how Mm -hmm. that can rub up against my spouse in certain Mm -hmm. ways, and then how Mm -hmm. to move through that and work through Mm-hmm. that conflict for right. example mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. learning new ways mm-hmm. to do relationship yeah mm.
4: i think one of the other exercises that i really like is um writing a letter to your parent you know about how that has impacted your marriage and it's it's not necessarily, you know we're not bashing our parents or anything like that but sure. but it's it's coming to that new realization of this is how it was for me. This is what I learned yeah. how to marriage. You know, that's, that's how I learned mm. it. Um, but now, how do I want to marriage now? So,
3: and, and for young couples who have uh, young children, yeah. it's an incredibly powerful exercise. Yeah. To I got it, Tyler. Room. We'll go through it. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Just dropping subtle hints for <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah, Seriously, yeah, yeah. now my school well, is getting buried <laughs> from that as,
1: side. <laughs> as
2: you guys talk, it reminds me of what I found intriguing about Connected 2 that um, most of us have not sat in a counseling room with mm. Ted and Diane Roberts oh, yeah. or with you, Tyler, or with Harry Flanagan. And yeah. even someone that has with one of those counselors hasn't been with all of them. And yeah. so it really is an opportunity if you felt like, I, I wonder what they do with couples. Yeah. I wonder mm. what kind of questions yeah. they ask. Like, well, read connected yeah. and do you'll get to yeah. do some of the exercises mm-hmm. that they are actually doing in the counseling yeah, office. True. And so right. if, if you've never done counseling, this is kind of a way to enter into that level of mm-hmm. of depth and and hear what we yeah. do in our office. So I, I think that is unique that you get mm-hmm. perspective from our counselors. You you see what they have been doing year in and year out yeah. as we work with all these clients. So yet another reason to check out the resource.
1: Yeah. And I I as I'm listening to you guys, what is coming to mind for me, the way I'd say it is that in Seven Pillars Unraveled, Betrayal mm-hmm. Beyond Hope for Men—you, you, pr- uh, you um, start to understand and identify your story, like actually yes. see what your story is. And then connected is a way to process that story inside your marriage with your spouse. Like I think of how many guys I've been in group with who know my whole story and have been part of that process, but my wife's not in on all of those Mm -hmm, meetings, you know? And I don't know about any of the listeners, but I have a hard time downloading everything I shared in a two-hour meeting every week to my wife. And so um, not that I'm sharing what other people are sharing, just what my own experience but this is a way to actually get the best of both worlds that I'm, I know my story and I'm now processing it and I get to do it with the Mm -hmm. person I do life with.
4: Yeah. 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 I mean, we usually don't talk to our spouse about what happens in group, right? You really don't talk about that learning that you've, that you've had in that resource. So now you have that opportunity. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Or like for me uh, coming home from group and my wife says, how was group? Oh, it was really good. Oh, why was it good? Like, well, we had good conversation <laughs> yeah. and good sharing. Like yeah. you just don't think in that moment, right. what were the yeah. insights I had? Yeah. And I think yeah. in connected, you do bring a lot of the insights you've had about your family of origin and yeah. maybe core beliefs that you've listened yes. to. And now you're getting to share them in a constructive way with your spouse. And they'll kind of see, oh, this is why you thought group was so good. Cause you've been learning and
1: mm-hmm. understanding
2: these things. And now I get to hear them. But this is why well. you don't do the dishes
1: the way I want yeah. you to do. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So is the connected resource similar to other pure desire resources in that it's done uh, with a group, or is it different in that kind of context?
3: Connected was written for couples. Uh, it can certainly be done walk through in group. Um, the clinicians actually, the clinical team actually walked through Connected earlier this year. So the mm-hmm. couples would go home, do a chapter, hmm. we would come back as a group and process through each chapter. And that was incredibly powerful. Yeah. We got to know one another at a deeper level as people were open and honest and vulnerable with, with their story. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I thought that was very helpful. So can it be done in group or as a couple? Yes to both.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think if you're doing it with a group, you... You you may want to be friends, <laughs> and have friends that have been through their own recovery and <laughs> healing. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. I, I think well, just from what I've seen, you know, throughout it is it wasn't specifically written like a Seven Pillars are Unraveled to be played out in a context of a group, correct? But you're saying that it still can be absolutely, um, yes. and absolutely. you know, I I feel like even just looking at some of the questions and some of the conversations. You'd have to like agree with your spouse, this yes. is what we will and will not be sharing mm-hmm. yes. during this group mm-hmm. meeting. Because uh, again, it's talking about building a bridge to intimacy and intimacy is being known and fully knowing completely. And so depending on how well you want to be known, mm-hmm. your marriage, your spouse, you in that community of people, just be cognizant of that. Yeah, 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 yeah,
4: exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And I think that's the difference in a group environment. Like with Seven Pillars and Unraveled, you do your work and you come and you share your yeah. answers with a mm-hmm. group. I think connected would be better that, yes, the couples do their work together, but I wouldn't come to a group setting and just go through everybody's Mm. answers. I would generalize it more to to say, hey, what what has a couple stood out to you this week? What did you learn about each other? What was was a connection point that you could share with the rest of us? And so um, giving couples that freedom to know that I don't, if I write it down, I'm not going to have to then share something with the group because yes. I think you'll have so much self-editing going on during the <laughs> week that people won't maybe take it to the mm-hmm. depth. So right. I think that's the, the group environment I'd suggest. Encourage everyone to do their work on their own. Yeah. Share mm-hmm. one, just one another as a couple. And then in the group environment, stay a little more general in terms of what did you yes. learn? What did you like? And yeah. I think that could be a really positive environment. And I,
1: mm. it's not lost on me how powerful it is to work on your marriage in the midst of other marriages as well. Like there's this yeah, there's this tribe of people working together on their marriages can be really powerful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So let's get um, maybe a little bit more specific. When a couple goes through this resource, Mm -hmm. how does it actually increase? I mean, that's a great Mm -hmm. question. So many people have, like, how do I increase intimacy? So how does Connected help couples increase their intimacy?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, again, it it helps us understand why do I do the things I do? Mm -hmm. Why am I reactive? to these strange things um, that seem to have no connection to why I'm reacting the way I'm reacting. Um, And and I think it helps you develop that more empathetic understanding Mm. of each other. It's a good word. Um, There there is that, Tyler refers to it often, that language of intimacy that you can learn, you Mm. can develop. And Connected, I think, really helps us develop that language of intimacy mm, mm-hmm. with each other, um, kind of knowing what each other's language of intimacy is. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, language of intimacy is is a concept that through the years I've been doing this just came to the surface and makes a lot of sense to me and the people that we work with. Yeah. Language of intimacy is an expression of thoughts, feelings, and emotions. It's actually a heart connection. Mm -hmm. And if we didn't grow up knowing the language of intimacy, we're going to struggle in our adult Mm -hmm. life and marriage. So that language of intimacy can be developed and and connected helps the individuals and the couple do that. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, there's something to be said for those awareness, you know, obviously your own self-awareness, but also when I've become more aware of my wife's triggers yeah. family of origin yeah. issues um her ability and she would say this that her ability to to maybe share um what's driving her in the moment she's mm-hmm. not good in the moment but if you let her like with connected reflect think about it yeah. she can go to those deeper places and then share with me like oh it it had never occurred oh, to me yeah. like when we're talking mm-hmm. about our finances right. it's actually making you feel these things that yeah on the surface seem to have nothing to do with finances, mm-hmm. but it's more about trust and a sense of family and togetherness. And And when we've had those moments, there there is a intimacy that comes of, I, yeah. I actually know what's going on in your head yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Not that we'll ever completely understand our spouses, but I think we can certainly grow towards right. that when we go to some of these deeper mm-hmm. places.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I think part of what you're alluding to there too is being able to understand it ourselves. I mean, you know, for your wife, for me, I have to be able to understand why I am reacting that way. Right. You know yeah. what? What the heck was that about? Yeah. Um, and then to be able to express it and to be heard, um, and and to be empathized with, to be understood.
1: One of the um, one of the terms that I've been learning a lot about recently is self compassion, uh-huh. and I think that if we don't actually know our story and know why we do the things that we do. Uh, and why certain things evoke certain mm-hmm. responses. We actually can't experience self-compassion. Um, if I can tie, this is why I react to this situation in marriage is actually because of a wound I have yeah. from uh, you know, my parents or uh, another relationship. And so I think that is one benefit of doing something like this where you're diving into your story more. But then also what I've learned is to the degree that you're able to show self-compassion is the degree Mm. you can show compassion to other people. And so it's also that what you're talking about, Nick, that you actually get to know a little bit more about your spouse and why they're the way they are and their family of origin and level of brokenness and health. And so it's like this, a double whammy in a good sense where you're getting more understanding of yourself, Mm -hmm. able to give self-compassion and then also able to extend more compassion for two reasons one you understand your spouse and you also understand yourself more.
4: Yeah.
3: Great point. Um uh, healthy marriages are a collaborative. It's of mm-hmm. understanding yeah. and knowledge. It's a team sport. Mhm. Yeah, it Indeed. is. Did you like that? one? it felt like, like? You like that a little. <laughs> I like that. Can <laughs> like that. that, one. Team sport. I
1: like that. <laughs> well, and
2: I think the truth that when I better understand myself and better understand you as my spouse, our ability to come together before God, um, and mm-hmm. there, I know in Connected, there's some exercises that involve praying for your spouse and mm-hmm. with your spouse mm-hmm. and, and creating that intimacy, not only between you and I, but you and I and God in our mm-hmm. re- relationship as well. And I think most couples, if we're honest, we we not only want to grow in our marriage, but we know that that element of faith of including God, like we want that there. Mm-hmm. But a lot of couples just have never been given a good pattern of how to connect yeah. spiritually yeah. how to pray yep. together or pray yeah. for one another and so that's another i think rich opportunity here is the way that our intimacy with one another also leads mm. us into a deeper intimacy with the father yeah. and mm. and what he's doing in our lives and in our marriage so uh, yeah. um another dynamic there of the workbook yeah so let's say as we're you know getting towards the end here listeners we've got some that are man they're feeling ready they're they're going to go order the workbooks i think in this this is exactly what yeah. our marriage needs. Yes. What are some things that they should be prepared for mm-hmm. um, as they go through connected?
4: Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, just be prepared to go really deep and be ready for it and be eager for it. Mm. Um, you know, be really, be really wanting that that deepness, that connection to happen. Um, I think. It's it's important to be truthful in your answers, but I think it's also important to be gentle <laughs> in your answers. Mm-hmm. Grace and uh, truth, right? Yes, mm-hmm. definitely. And and you know, part of the whole process is learning to be aware of yourself, learning to be aware yeah. of your own triggers and what's going to trigger you. When we did go through uh, connected as a as a counseling group. Um, Ooh, it, you know, I got triggered in ways I really was not expecting, and um, I, I had to really pull back. Um, it, it was not; it, it was weird. So to to understand that that's going to happen or that might happen, mm-hmm. um, and then to give yourself the compassion <laughs> to work through that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would also say prepare for discovery about yeah. self, yeah. about yeah. your spouse, about the relationship, and uh, uh, God's design for marriage.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: There are, there are components within Connected that will help the couple gain a deeper understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, I think
1: that couples coming into this need to be prepared for tension and friction. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this is what I've, I've learned growing up as an athlete. If you want to be in better shape, you have to work hard and you have to do hard work. Uh, that doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to be physically fit, and let's say you want to run a five k. Like I mean, some people are just like freaks of nature, like next Stumbo over here, like Mister Long Legs, who can just run and run and, yeah. run and run and run and run and run and 5K run and run. Five k is just the warm up, right? Yeah, oh, <laughs> is that what you meant? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> so I like for me, I'm not a runner. That's not that's not what I. want to do, let alone what I feel like I should do. But if I want to do something like a 5K, I'm going to have to do the hard work and my body is actually going to have to feel the effects of that hard work in order to get there. And I think that if we treat our marriage the same way, that understanding that that tension, that friction, Mm -hmm. those really tough conversations that maybe are triggering that we have to take a break, right? Retreat to our own camps and then come back for another summit. Like that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So just be prepared for that because that actually is going to do more for your marriage than you realize. Mm -hmm. And so if you do experience that, don't give up. That's what this is actually created to do is create that friction so that uh, you better understand each other and really can relate to each other better as mm-hmm. a married couple.
4: And to not let that idea scare you off from right. doing the the book because it right. it's not a you're not going to have that feeling all the time, but it is that sense of growth. Yeah. it's yeah. that growth totally. pattern in that marriage. Definitely.
2: Yeah, I was thinking about as I heard all of your answers <laughs> the importance of our mindset. Yes. That, that if we know something's going to be hard. But if our mind says, Oh, and I'm not gonna enjoy it, it's gonna yeah. be difficult. Well, often that's how it feels. Yeah. I mean, I, I was thinking of the running illustration that it's if my you're describing mindset me is, as a runner, this yeah. is gonna be awful, I'm gonna hate it. Right. You probably will just cause yeah. that's where your brain is at. Yep. But if if you come to a place saying this'll there'll probably be points that are hard, but it's gonna yeah. be good. We're gonna mm-hmm. learn and grow. And if you yeah. keep that that positive perspective on why you're doing this challenging yep. work, that's good. Then it leads to growth and it does the lead line. to good. But but having your mindset kind of right yes. as you start, um, I think, is very important. Whether you're going through connected or exercising yes. <laughs> or doing any mm-hmm. kind of hard work in life, just what's my mindset? And if if we bring that positive mindset before God and believing he's going to use it, I think really great mm-hmm. things can come out of this study.
3: Mm-hmm. Indeed. Uh, we as men are not designed to avoid difficult conversation. I think we're That's designed right. to step into that space mm-hmm. of uh mm, Dissonance, if you will, yeah. and and learn and grow, and just become those people that God designed mm-hmm. us to be. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, this is.
1: I mean, some people may disagree, but I, I believe the way the design you're talking about that God designed men to lead into that and yes. women to follow. That um, mm-hmm. that married couples, and not that that'll always play out that way, because mm-hmm. there may be uh, a wife who's like, "Look, we got to talk. Let's do this." Like, yep. and so I think. You know, be mm-hmm. aware that it can go both and, mm-hmm. but that that is the design that mm-hmm. we would together step into this mm-hmm. as yes. a united couple. Yes. And again, that mindset, I'm walking in knowing that I'm doing work for the benefit of my marriage. Yeah. And then we walk – because I, I said this recently um on another podcast we did Um about walking into like family functions. If you walk in united, you're much more likely to walk out united. But if you walk in separate, (laughs) boy, it's gonna take a lot for you to be united on the way out. I think this, I think that would apply to this too. Understand you're walking Mm -hmm. in together because you wanna walk out better
3: together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: So obviously, um, if you've been married for any amount of time, you know it's difficult. Um, And you know that it's good and it's the right work, um, but it doesn't happen without intentional work. It doesn't happen without directional work. And so uh, this is why we created Connected. (laughs) We created it to build a bridge to the intimacy that God created you for. Like not just what you think intimacy is, but actually how God intended your marriage to be. So Tyler, thanks for being a part of writing it. Mm. Thank you both, Tyler and Sherry, for being here with us. Thank you. It's been a privilege. Thank you both. Good to have you guys. And wherever you're at on your journey, Pure Desire is here to help create a roadmap to your healing. If you or someone you know is looking for help, go to puredesire.org and start your healing journey today. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, do it. If you're already subscribed, please write a review. It helps others find the podcast. And lastly, never stop being healthy. Here's what's coming up next week on the Pure Desire Podcast.
4: Without guidance, without a plan, then um, it's going to end up in divorce about 75% of the time.
1: That's not who I am. Why do I respond that way in those certain situations? He's not
4: doing that behavior anymore, so why aren't you having sex?
1: It feels
2: like death, and they don't want to die, but they, they don't want to stay in that much pain and their only other option left is divorce.
4: A therapeutic separation is we're going to do all we can to stay married. This is a separation for the purpose of healing, not to see if we want to stay married or not.
1: There's a reason why this person's a professional. They can handle that sort of information. They've done this before. They can help you through the process.
4: I didn't realize how difficult it was for me to be alone. And unfortunately, in in betrayal, trauma, sexual addictions, the spouse ends up being the perceived threat spouse isn't the enemy, but it's the perceived threat.
1: If I quote that verse, it could be very black and white in my head, and black and white is very easy, but this situation is not black and white, it's very gray.